Good morning, everyone. How are you this beautiful day? I'm Karen Jane Casey on the podcast, Turn to God with Karen. And every Friday we have Karen's Book Corner. This is where I share a little bit, maybe a backstory and read a little bit um, from books that I've written or books that have been written by other authors. And yes, my design is to whet your interest in the books that I'm presenting to you. You can find my books and blogs at my website, KarenJaneCasey.com. Today's topic will be um, an excerpt from A New Song Rises Up Study Guide. So, A New Song Rises Up shares my reflections on tremendous personal challenges that I faced, including what I learned and how awesome our God is. My respective study guide is for readers to then use for their own reflections and as they progress through the book chapter by chapter. It's like their personal journal. Today, I'm going to read a short portion from the book and then read the related questions in the study guide so you can see how it was intended to be used. Of course, my purpose in writing this book was to simply share bits and pieces of how the Lord has brought me through some horrible and painful times. My life is a miracle, and I am forever grateful for my life, my health, and my peace. With that gratitude, I am motivated to share my testimony. Look what the Lord has done for me, and even though I didn't deserve it, so He can certainly deliver you. Well, we read from chapter 1, prologue, pages 1 through 2, and it's about a time in the author's mind dark moments while deep in life-threatening domestic violence. Within these few paragraphs, we get a glimpse of what happens behind the scenes and some reasons why a victim may stay with her abuser. So I'm going to start reading now um, the fir- from the first two pages of the prologue, chapter 1, of A New Song Rises Up. I self-consciously sat alone at a secluded table in that dimly lit, sleazy bar as I watched him intimately conversing with the other woman. She looked into his eyes earnestly as she begged him to make me leave, but he would not. Apparently, she did not have enough experience with him or she would have known that he had carefully orchestrated this strange and awkward encounter. Like a cat playing with his mice, he thoroughly enjoyed my heartbreak and her anxiety. Meeting her in this way was particularly intimidating. Comparatively, she and I were opposites in appearance, employment status, and her income was higher than mine. But what I saw before me now was my equal, because she had allowed herself to be caught up in the same malicious trap as I had. I arrived with him after an entire day of abuse. The morning began with his decision that I would meet his woman that he was having an affair with. Mm. So then, I had not been agreeable to his plan. Quickly, his horrid demands escalated to repetitive screaming and beating. Did it matter to him if being in her presence might destroy me? Exhausted and overpowered after a matter of hours, I had no choice but to obey his orders. 
I felt ugly and plain, not wearing makeup or an attractive outfit for the confrontation with my competitor. Without these options, I got into the car. Predictably, I felt the pain of humiliation even before the encounter was to happen. He had finally gone too far. After all I had allowed myself to suffer, I endured tortures, sorrows, and abuses I can never tell, plus estrangement from my children. All those horrors had happened during these several months, bringing me to this moment. It had been the only peace left that kept me from, kept me with him. I had believed our relationship was monogamous, that I was his one and only. I always mentally struggled to believe his claims of sexual loyalty. How foolish. I wondered at my displaced trust, historically existing regardless of the multiple abuses, and even following the time that he had attempted to kill me. I always forgave, and I always stayed. Why? I stayed because he would apologize, explaining he had been out of control, that he loved me, and if only I hadn't caused his outburst, it wouldn't have happened. I repeatedly convinced myself there was still hope. So then, that um, was in A New Song Rises Up. And now, we're going to look at some of the thought-provoking questions in the study guide relating to what we just read. And I'm reading now from the study guide in the prologue a few of the thought-provoking questions with room to write. And this is your personal journal. This chapter began with an emotionally charged scene of my abuser proving his infidelity in our relationship by insisting that I go and witness his interaction with one of his mistresses. Can you imagine what emotional pain or upset a victim might experience when faced with this type of scene? If so, please list some of those feelings. What harm do you believe the abuser had hoped to accomplish by bringing these two women together? I believe there was harm intended for both of them. How about you? Why did the abuser refuse to let his victim dress up and put on makeup before meeting the other woman? Well, you and I know how very plain we would feel in the presence of our competitor when we couldn't dress up. What mixed feelings would you have toward the other woman? Would you be able to view her as another victim? How Have you ever experienced this type of betrayal by someone you cared about? And how did you feel? In domestic violence situations, there is usually a breaking point when the victim says, Enough! Have you ever been in an abusive or toxic in situation and reach such a point. Can you briefly describe that? What was your defining moment like? How did you feel after making that decision? What changed in your mindset? Were you then able to separate your emotional ties with that abuser? Ultimately, was there a sense of empowerment? And then it goes on with more questions and more reading. So you see hand in hand, first I share my reflections, and then in the study guide I give you opportunity to share your reflections, and it's really a personal thing for yourself, unless you want to share with someone.
Well, I'm excited to share that a local faith-based nonprofit, Safe Haven for Women and Their Children Coming from Domestic Violence and Financial Hardships, and I'm talking about Yeshua's House. Yeshua's House is currently using my book and study guide as tools in their support group. And uh, that just gives my heart joy. Well, this is Karen's Book Corner, available every Friday. We have new presentations every first and third Friday. And as you may know, Turn to God with Karen also has episodes every Monday, Hope and Faith Journey, where we cover various topics for encouragement and healing through our challenges. And then every Wednesday, we have Sword of the Spirit, where we read from the Word of God. Well, I'm Karen Jane Casey, author, speaker, podcaster, domestic violence, victim advocate, and ambassador for Christ. Please go to my website's contact page and send me your comments, your suggestions. I appreciate all feedback. And the the best and easiest way to contact me is through the contact page on my website, KarenJaneCasey.com. Thank you and God bless.